Jedi were real. I used to wonder about that myself. Thought it was a bunch of mumbo jumbo. A magical power holding together good and evil, the dark side and the light. The crazy thing is. Welcome to the Wampa's Lair Podcast. Deep in the bowels of the frozen ice caverns of Hoth, our hosts, Carl Eclair and Jason Hunt, discuss all things Star Wars. So join the conversation and hang out here in the Wampa's Lair. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampa's Lair podcast. This is episode number 260, The Last Jedi Pre-Show. I'm, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and this episode of the Wampa's Lair podcast is brought to you by Tops and the Star Wars Card Trader app. Collect and trade cards from the 1977 to The Last Jedi, and the entire Star Wars galaxy is in the palm of your hand. Download free now in the App Store or on Google Play. And of course, as always, I am joined by the Luke Skywalker to my Dark Lord Snoke. We have Carl LeClaire. Jason, I'm a good guy. <laughs> yes, you are. And I'm evil. Are you ready for The Last Jedi? No. no. I, I think this movie should just stop and never come out. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe it's time to just hit pause and, you know, just go back to re-releasing the movies in 3D. Mm, I think that would be the best course of action. You know, I mean, we're not ready for a new Star Wars right now. <laughs> no. Because... Well, I, was, yeah, I was ready last week, actually. Or the week before <laughs> that. Maybe, like, three months ago. I am so jealous of the people that got to see this movie over the weekend at the world premiere. Oh, I know. One of our Teresa good one of, was there. I was she just going to say, yeah, yeah, good friend of ours, and you know who's very involved with the Star Wars Report Network, Teresa Delgado, who does Fangirls Going Rogue. She was there. Met Ryan Johnson. Met like tons of big names. Um, got to see the movie early. Like, how do we get on that invite list, Jason? What are we doing wrong? I don't. I don't know. We, we gotta. We gotta talk to some people about this. I've been too- I feel like we're we're just like missing the boat, and we would have been on the invite list, except we don't know. You know, the list exists. So, <laughs> I think I'm gonna blame myself. All all my harshness towards Disney got us. They, I bet you we were on the invite list, and they said the heck with these Wampusler guys. That Carl guy's a real jerk. <laughs> oh man, sorry. Carl. It's all my fault, Jason. It's all your fault. You missed seeing Porgs on the big screen early. Oh, man. I can't wait for the Porgs. (laughs) Uh, But speaking of what we can't wait for, we did do a poll on the last episode where we asked all of you listeners um, what character you're most excited to see in The Last Jedi. And as I predicted, um, well, it sounded arrogant, but as I kind of would have guessed, whenever there's a new Star Wars movie coming around... Um, we tend to get a lot more involvement, which is so much fun. And there were a ton of responses to this question. What did the Larian say, dear Jason? 
Oh, well, they said quite a lot. Um, here, give me one second. Um, and I'm going to start now with in sixth place with one vote each. Uh, we have uh, the droids, all three of them, 3PO, R2, and BB-8. We have uh, Admiral Holdo, uh, the new character, Rose. Uh, the green lightsaber was actually picked. Um, and Snoke. Which honestly, that was my vote. Um, I'm really excited to see Snoke. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Why? I be, I don't know because I want to see who the big bad is. I want to know what he's about, why he's a threat, and all that fun stuff. Plus, I have the six inch figure sitting in his throne, staring at me all the time right now because he's right next to my laptop. So that might have something to do with it. Um, but I really want to see Snoke. <laughs> 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 And I was Snoke at the beginning of the episode, so come on. like I guess that makes sense. I just wish I was as tall as him, because he's really tall, and I'm really not. Um, <laughs> but um, in fifth place with two votes, we had Finn. In fourth place with three votes each, we had both Leia and Rey. Um, in second place with six votes, or excuse me, um, in third place, excuse me, uh, with four votes was the Porgs. Yeah. Uh, in second place with six votes was Kylo Ren, and uh, that was where your vote went, right, Carl? Yeah, you know it. Um, and then well far and above everyone else in first place with 15 votes, uh, Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Not a surprise there at all. No, I was not surprised. The biggest you know, question was how much was Luke going to win by? And, well, I think um, winning by nine is pretty handily over the second place person. Um, <laughs> so uh, Mark Hamill should be very pleased. His ego will be very pleased with people coming out of The Last Jedi, I, I can assume. Yeah. But, you know, I would say Mark Hamill probably has the smallest ego of anyone in Hollywood. He's so darn humble. He is. Because um, every, he turns everything into a self-deprecating joke. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> which is why we love him so much. Yes. Um, you know, I, I'm really – I'm interested if – because I know we did a similar poll to this you know, right before Force Awakens came out two years ago. And I'd be really curious to see if Luke had won that one too. I don't remember. I wouldn't be surprised if he had. And I really feel like – Right, like as great as the the new cast of characters are, like Ray and Kylo Ren, um, and Poe. Although, did Poe even get a vote on our vote in our thing? Not this time. Yeah, I don't think anybody voted for Poe. Um, but right, like these are great new characters. But I think again, the excitement for Luke is just as much, if not more, because we didn't really see him in Force Awakens. Right, right. Like, people were excited to see him. I know, like the big three were all t- probably towards the top of the list in Force Awakens because again, we didn't know Rave, Finn, or Poe at that point, so the excitement was a little bit more minimal. So it was. I remember it being very close between Luke and Han, um, but then I think when we barely got any Luke, you know, that just like jacked the amount of excitement for his involvement in, in Episode Eight. Right. Yeah. No. I I agree. Um, that's definitely something that that played into. Uh, the the Luke excitement. Plus, I mean, he looks like he's going to be, you know, doing some pretty sweet Jedi training or something, um, according to the previews. So, uh, this this bodes well for Luke Skywalker. This film does. So, uh, it has me excited for Luke. So, 
I'm I cannot wait. Oh, I know. Me too. Uh, before we move on, though, I just want to ask you a quick question. Okay. Um, of the new characters, and when I say new characters, I mean the the new uh, characters that we're getting for the Last Jedi. So Rose, DJ, Admiral Holdo, that sort of thing. Who are you most interested to see? Because we have gotten nothing about these characters really. Yeah. Uh, other than Kelly Kelly Marie Tran is out there on the uh, the press junkets, but you know, who are you most excited to see out of these three? That's a good question. Um, I don't know. Probably either Rose or DJ. Um, Admiral Haldo, who uh, – so that was my friend Ben who voted for her in, in the uh, um, the poll there. And I know Ben really liked the Leia Princess of Alderaan novel. Um, I quit like three-quarters of the way in because, again, I got kind of bored. Um, that's how a lot of the new canon has been for me. And it's not because they're bad. It's just they haven't – a lot of them haven't been my Star Wars I say that to say I'm just finishing up the uh, Legends of Luke Skywalker book, which has been like far and above the best new canon book I've read. Like I love it because it's exactly the type of Star Wars I love, which is like mythological and, and you know, the spirituality of the force is just, you know, blanketed throughout it. Um, but Haldo is introduced in that novel and she's fine. I didn't care about her at all in that novel. And I still don't really care about her character in the movie. Um but uh dj we know like nothing about um, yeah which makes me just very interested about him uh and uh but rose just seems really really cool um you know i'm really interested to see what her partnership with finn looks like so no right now it'd be a toss-up between the two of them um again with knowing very little um you know i i see dj as somewhat of a lando type type of character not in the sense that he is Lando, um, you know, like just Lando 2.0. Um, but I, I have a feeling he's going to be on Canto Bite, and that's the reason they're going to Canto Bite is because he's going to be somebody who has some sort of information that's going to be helpful to the resistance. Um, and, uh, yeah, it just makes me interested in, you know, he's kind of a, a shadowy, shady character. And, you know, that's that's really interesting to me. Um, but what about you? What, who, who among those are you most excited to see? I think Rose, um, and, and honestly, part of that is is I've been following Kelly Marie Tran on Instagram and some of her social media, and and she seems just so down to earth. Obviously, this is her first break. This is her big break movie. Um, so she's been you know doing you know trying to break into the acting for a while, and so she's done like extras and bit parts. Uh, but this is like her first like role where people will actually you know recognize her face from it so she seems like a really neat person and that's got me interested in the character um but also i i'm i'm a little bit you know looking a little side eye at her because the last like ally that we got introduced in a middle movie uh lando ended up betraying them to vader and so i'm like is she going to be put in a situation where she has where she's like you know they got here right before you did i had no choice you know are we going to get another one of those? Um, I, I don't know, but I don't know. I think there's there's going to be some interesting depth to her, and she's going to have a you know an interesting um, twist to put on the story. And I'm really curious to see what what she brings. So, not that I can have anything from like trailers or anything to back that up, because there's been, as far as I can remember, really no shots of her in any of the trailers. But I think there's going to be something interesting to do with Rose, and that has me curious. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, 
Because Rose has a, a sister in the film too, right? Like her character has her sister. Yeah, and I'm, I'm blanking on the sister's name right now. Yeah, but um, I, I think she's a pilot though as well, yes. unlike Rose, who's just right. a mechanic. Right. Sister's a pilot. Uh, Rose is a mechanic. My guess is Rose works on her sister's ship. Um, <laughs> but um, – and I think – and I, I don't remember if I am just imagining this or if I read this on like the back of an action figure or something, but I think Rose's sister gets captured and that's why she goes on this mission with Finn. Interesting. I did not know that. I could be completely making that up. I want to make sure everyone knows that. I could be completely wrong on that, but um, I think I heard that somewhere. Okay. Um, you know, cause I was going to say, I didn't know what the, the level of involvement of her sister would be. Cause I was kind of predicting that her sister could, you know, die. <laughs> right, right. No. And I, I don't think her sister's going to have any of uh, the involvement that she does, but her sister is going to be an inciting incident for Rose. Um, I think. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Page. For sure. It's Paige. Paige, <laughs> that's right. Turn the page. Every now and then I get a little bit tired. Then I don't know. That's not even anyway. Sorry. <laughs> Just I love the eighties. Um. <laughs> um. All right. Where do we want to go next in our pre-show? So, you know, I thought it'd be fun to just kind of speculate a bit about what we think the plot's going to look like. And I know we've done this a bit, you know, um, with some of the trailer stuff in in the past that we've we've looked at. Um. But, uh, yeah, you know, I think uh, it would be really interesting to talk about where we think this, you know, this movie is going to progress, how it's going to start, where it'll end. Um, and uh, I don't know if you watched StarWars.com just a few days ago put out, a, you know, again, one of those like mini short behind the scenes looks where they they look at all the planets of Last Jedi, um, which is, you know, Octu, um, uh Canto Bite and Crate. I think those are the only three they look at. Um, and which is typical of a Star Wars film to have three planets. Um, and mm-hmm. I think obviously also like some sort of first order base or ship is going to be a location, right? Wherever Snoke is. Yes. Um, yes. I'm pretty sure Snoke is on board that like massive Star Destroyer. He's um, on a chunk of, you know, Starkiller base that's still floating out there. <laughs> <laughs> His hologram is. Um, <laughs> do you remember the name of Snoke's ship? Because I know we've gotten a name for it. At least I think we did. Is it the Reclamator? Is that? It could be that. I could be, or I'm just mixing something up. There's a, there is a, a Star Destroyer type ship called the Reclamator, and I just have no idea if that's a Clone Wars ship or Snoke's ship. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never I've never been good with the ship names. Let me see if I can Google that for you while we're talking. Okay. Yeah, and I know like it's supposed to put like super star destroyers to shame with like how massive it is. Ah, the supremacy. That's right, the supremacy, which is a great name, by the way. Um, yes, I really like that name. But um, yeah, I think. Uh, anyway, let's. So again, I and I know I've voiced this before, but I'm pretty sure the movie's gonna because we again it's the first time ever a Star Wars film is picking up immediately after a previous one, right? They've always had some sort of time lapse. Um, But this is going to pick up right after. So I have a feeling we're going to open on Octu, 
That's my guess is we'll open on Octu. We'll get that shot of, you know, Ray giving Luke the lightsaber and him like asking, who are you? What are you doing here? Type of a thing. Um, and I think that opening scene will end with him basically saying like, no, I'm done. Like I'm out of the picture and kind of like that initial rejection of Ray. Um, and then I feel like, again, this is, I want to be clear. I, I have no spoilers. Um, I, this is, the, I, to, I think I told you this off air, Jason, but like, this is the least spoiled I've ever been going into a star Wars movie since Phantom Menace. Um, and obviously like, obviously none of the original trilogies, I wasn't around. Um, <laughs> but, uh, like going into the prequels, like I, I had read the entire script for attack of the clones and revenge of the Sith, like a good month before the movie. I knew everything about last Jedi or excuse me, force awakens. Um, although to be fair, I guess I didn't know that much about Rogue One. Um, but you know, I, I, I did hunt for, for, um, spoilers for a while They're They were hard to find. So, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm going to let myself enjoy this. So I say all that just to like, let you all know in case you're a regular listener and you know, my love for spoilers. I want to be very clear that I, I literally am not speaking from, from any sort of knowledge. Um, this is purely speculation. Um, so anyway, I think we'll go from Octu to because again, I think a lot of the film is going to intercut between stuff about Ray and Kylo. I really think that this is their story, um, right? You know, and everyone else is a support. Luke is a support. Leia is a support. Everyone else is a support. Um, so I feel like we'll open on Octu with the initial rejection of Ray, and then we'll go to you know probably the supremacy where we see Kylo being chided by Snoke. Um, and potentially put to some sort of test by Snoke. Again, I could see some Praetorian guards like being sicked on him just to teach him a lesson. And then Kylo is just going to teach them a lesson and just like pwn him, Um, (laughs) which I really want to see. I really want to see Kylo do some damage. And it's mainly because of that uh, behind the scenes training clip we saw. That was so great. Daisy and Adam Driver both were just phenomenal in that clip. Um, and I yeah. just, I want to see Kylo just like destroy some people. Um, and uh, I think that's where the movie will open. And essentially that'll end with Snoke saying, take, you know, take part of the fleet, go decimate, you know, the resistance on, um, Dakar. And I think that's where the initial opening battle will take place is, you know, that space battle over Dakar where I think the resistance is going to get routed. Yeah, no, I, I think something similar to that will happen. Although I could see them starting with the battle over Dakar, perhaps. Uh, now that I think about it, no. No, because um, we've got that shot of Kylo with his helmet. Um, but then when he's in the, the Starfighter, he doesn't have it on. So... Um, Maybe maybe you're right, yeah. But I do think that you're right. The, it'll open up with um, Octo. We will get the interaction between Luke and Ray as they start working out their issues as to what's going to happen. Uh, we'll get the impetus from Snoke to Kylo in order to uh, take out the Resistance. We'll get the battle over Dakar, and then we'll move on to the the remnants of the Resistance, probably heading towards Crate. And trying to set up there, uh, Finn and Rose going on this mission to Canto Bight, where I have a feeling that's where the confrontation between Finn and Phasma is going to be. Mm. I think Finn and Phasma's confrontation happens on Canto Bight. Interesting. Uh, 
and and then we'll swing back around to you know crate for the end of the battle where everyone will start coming together um, is my suspicion. But again, this, this is this is interesting about us you know speculating and positing about the the plot because all we have is an outline as to where people will be. We don't really have like. Well, and such and such plot point would happen here and that sort of thing. You know, we, we don't have anything like that. We're, we're like, here's an outline of their journey through this movie. We have no idea what actually happens at these places on their journey, but this is the path that they're taking. This is their travel itinerary, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what all we have, and we're not even sure if it's, you know, real. We're like, well, this is what it looks like. Like, yeah, that's that's a good idea. We have no idea if it's you know valid or anything, but yeah, that's that's kind of all we've got to speculate on plot. Right. Yeah, I do like that we do have their travel itinerary. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I really, th- yeah, I think Canto Bite will very, very much uh, a second act element of the film. Um, yeah, which will also be interspersed with you know the the Ray and Luke stuff. And um, I, I don't know exactly what with Kylo. Maybe him continuing to hunt down the resistance. Um, I think the second act is going to have Ray leaving Luke. I think Ray is going to leave Luke earlier in the film than Luke left Yoda. Oh, interesting. So I think she's going to run into Kylo either like midway or towards the end of the second act. And then the third act is when everything goes to Pudu. Um, so that's my theory. Hmm. I like that. Um, when And we talked about this a little bit on one of our mini episodes um, on Patreon. But what do you think would be the chances of Finn taking Phasma down, like in a, in a fight? Almost nil. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> I think so too. I think it'll be a good, hard-fought fight, but she's, uh, you know, Captain Phasma for a reason. She's in charge of this, you know, the the land forces uh, for the First Order for a reason. Um, he was a grunt um, who had just graduated from sanitation duty on right. board Starkiller Base. Um, he's gonna have. You know, the the goodwill of force behind him, probably, you know, he's going to have a lot to fight for, a lot to really motivate him. And I think it could be a hard fought fight and he might get a good shot in there. But I think he's going to have to be escaping by the skin of his teeth, a distraction, or he gets captured and has to be rescued. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I and that's what I think will happen is he'll he'll lose that fight to Phasma. Um, and again, that's just based on the fact that he couldn't even be a, another random stormtrooper in a, in a melee fight, you know, in force awakens. And this is again, no, no time has elapsed. So if, if anything, Finn is weaker than he was because he just went through that, a long recovery period of F almost being cut in half. <laughs> yeah, there was that. Um, um, so I think, and I, I'm with you, right? I think he'll put up a good fight. It'll be a, it'll be a really fun fight to watch. But I will. I do think he'll fall, and because you know, I think Phasma, as well as much of the First Order, recognizes now that Finn is—he's important to the Resistance. So rather than just kill him, which she probably could, she captures him, 
and knows that they can use him as some form of leverage, which you know I think is going to be what entices Ray to leave her training on Octu. Again, very similar to what Luke, what happens to Luke in Empire Strikes Back. Um, and again, you know, if that if that does happen to be the case, you know, I can I can see some critics now being like, oh, it just copies Empire. But, you know, hey, if you listen to our last episode, there's a very important element to Star Wars about rhyming story beats. Um, yep. So I could see that being the case. Like Finn is now in danger in the same way, right? Like Finn throws his lot in with the resistance after the battle on Takadana only because Rey has been captured, right? He doesn't necessarily have an allegiance to the first or excuse me, to the resistance. His allegiance is to Rey. He's going back to help her. You know, he makes that very clear. I'm just here to get Rey. Um. You know, and I think when when Ray senses the amount of danger he's in, she's going to leave Luke and go to get Finn. Um, yeah, and that's what is going to, um, I think, inevitably cause Luke to go out after her. Right? Like, I think there'll be some level of training that Luke might provide Ray. I don't know exactly how much um, and what that would look like. Um, I think he is going to be very reluctant for a, for a very long time. Yeah. Um, but when she leaves abruptly, I think he realizes if I let her go with the fact that I haven't fully prepared her, it's going to make things worse. I need to go after this, right? Yeah. Like I think that forces Luke's hand and that's what's going to bring him back. And to what I hope to be a nice reunion scene with him and Leia. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. But yeah, I, I think you're right. I think um, I, I think Ray leaves because of something she feels, something she senses, um, and it ha- and uh, you know Finn would have something to do with that because uh, let's be honest, the, the two of them have a connection and they they're loyal to each other. You know they, you know, she's the first one who saw him as a person, not a, a number, not a, you know, not a TK oh, unit. I think that was Poe, but well, yeah, true. But, um, the first one who didn't die on him or right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Him, um, to really consider him a person. Um, and, and he's obviously very, you know, enamored with her because of that. Um, and because he thinks she's cute, you know, wonders if she has a, a boyfriend, cute boyfriend. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, he's also, you know, the one who got her off Jakku and whether or not she wanted to do that. Um, initially, I think she's accepted the fact that she's not really going back. And, you know, he kind of set her on, you know, on this journey of discovery. Um, and the two of them have this connection. And so I, I think you're right there. There's going to have, they'll have something to do with each other. Uh, even though they're not going to, I don't think, I don't think they're really going to have hardly any interactions this movie, you know, maybe at the end, but I don't think they're really going to interact much at all. Right. And like, you know, again, think of, think of both middle act films we've had so far, both attack of the clones and um, empire strikes back. See, a pretty prolonged splintering of our main characters, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Luke is off kind of by himself while the other characters are dealing with stuff. And um, Anakin and Padme are off on their own while Obi-Wan's out by himself, right? Like there, there is a splintering of the core um, in those middle act films. And I, and I, I agree. Like I think um, Finn and Ray will see very little of, e- 
of each other. And to be frank, Daisy Ridley has said as much in some of the interviews about how, you know, one of the hardest parts for her shooting the film was how little she got to see of John on set, which basically tells us like they're not on screen together very much. Right. Yeah. And that, that's just another one of those rhyming beats that happens, you know, um, and especially when Ryan Johnson talks about, you know, what's going to test each of our heroes the most, um, you know, they're not going to have that support system with each other. We're going to put them in into situations that are going to test them and put them in peril and, uh, you know, make us have to see what sort of metal they really have. And, you know, Ray and Finn not being able to rely on each other is going to be a big testing for both of them. Mm-hmm. I agree. So. I agree. Um. You know, where do you think Crate fits into all this then? Crate, I, I think, is going to be, you know, the, the first safe haven available for the resistance. It's going to be, hey, there's already some equipment. It's partially functional. Uh, you know, maybe they had someone there to begin with, you know, someone that wasn't on Dakar. Um, and they just sort of went and joined that cell of the resistance. Um but I think it's going to be sort of a uh, a place to regroup and rearm uh, for the resistance, and um, and I think there's something more on. I think there might be something more on crate for the resistance than just haven. I think there might be supplies, you know, something like that, something that they can really start gathering in order to have the wherewithal to resist the first order. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, in the, the princess Leia novel, um, I did read enough to, to get this. So this is a, again, minor spoiler if you haven't read the book, but crate appears in the novel and the way in which it appears is it's an early base for the, the, the rebellion. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bail Organa is the one who sets it up there. Um, and, and Leia kind of just stumbles upon it, and that's how she finds out her father's involved. Sorry, this is a lot of spoiling, but um, <laughs> that's how she <laughs> finds out Bale is involved in the rebellion. Um, but Crate is a mineral planet, and again, like that that little behind the scenes stuff they gave us just this just a few days ago on StarWars.com, where they talk about how, you know they filmed that stuff all in the salt flats of I don't remember where somewhere in the Middle East. I'm pretty sure though. Um, but right whenever you step or something, it like reveals the mineral, which is red. It just, it looks so cool. Like it, that's such a star Warsy thing. I, you know, and yeah. I'm not, I'm not like trying to hate on force awakens. I, I, I've very much enjoy that movie, but there was nothing really spectacular about any of the planets. Like, you know, Takadana looked very earth like, which I didn't appreciate. Um, Jack who is just Tatooine 2.0 and, um, star killer base is, I mean, it was a little unique. It was a forested, you know, wintry place, um, which I still think is Ilum, which I think would be awesome. Um, that, yeah. But, uh, you know, like, Crate looks so cool. I mean, it looks so freaking Star Wars. Like, in a, in, but like a new Star Wars planet. Um, yeah. And, I, oh, yeah, I can't wait to see Crate. And, um, but I, I and like you said, like yeah, I think that's where the resistance will retreat to after you know being kind of routed at the at the towards the top of the film um, above Dakar, and mm-hmm. um, you know they're going to find refuge there. But again, the first order will track them there and kind of send everything in, um, and probably again in hopes of crushing them once and for all. Um, right. 
and this is going to be like their last holdout. And yeah, you know, the, the Millennium Falcon is certainly involved on crate. So whether yeah. that means Ray, when Ray leaves Octu, um, she takes the Falcon, which she probably does. It's the only ship there for her, um, which means Chewie probably is going to go with her. Um, you know, it, it does. She is going to be involved in the Battle of Crate in some way, I would think. Although, when you see the shots in the trailers, it's just Chewie behind the wheel. So we don't know. We don't know who's yeah. going to be there. Um, something I think would be really cool to see is Luke show up at the Battle of Crate in his old X-wing and just like tear into some First Order Tie Fighters? <laughs> like, how cool would that be? That would be pretty awesome. And like, uh, pose up there too, and pose like, holy shit, that's one hell of a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> that's one hell of a pilot. Poe, I thought you were yeah, up wait, there. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not me, not this time. Uh, but yeah, no, that would be pretty cool. I'm, I'm wondering if Luke is piloting the Falcon, though. Oh. I don't know how that would happen, uh, because we did see him in the the trailer, you know, getting into the Falcon. And so I'm wondering if he's piloting the Falcon on crate. How cool uh, would that be? So I don't I don't know if that's Luke there and I don't where does that leave Ray I, I don't know but um yeah no I think that would be one of the more interesting things is if Luke's got the Falcon and Ray like took his X wing or something yeah yeah I don't know it's something to ponder and thankfully we only have you know as of the time of this recording 3 days before we can find out <laughs> oh, i can't wait i can't wait oh um, my god but uh let's look a little bit at uh the characters just you know think about where the characters are going to go throughout the film um and you know we've talked a lot and and we will hit this too i don't want to ignore it i'm not saying that but let's talk a little bit about like the the new returning characters like poe and finn and even Rose, um, although it's it's hard to speculate about somebody like Rose when you know very little about them. Um, mm-hmm. But like, let's even just think of you know Finn and Poe. We've seen very little of them in trailers and stuff. I mean, all we know with Finn is that he asks where Ray is after coming out of his back to suit, right. um, and we know that he fights Phasma, and he's undercover. Yeah, Poe. Po, we don't know a ton about, although we have we have learned that he and Haldo don't get along. Um, and apparently yes. like, you know, Leia is trying to groom Poe to being a more less than just military leader of the resistance. I think she's trying to groom him to be a little bit more than that. Yeah. Yeah. She seems to be, you know, from what they've been telling us and, and something and stuff like that, it seems to be that she's almost grooming him to be, you know, the combination military leader slash figurehead. Um, you know, the, the new young face of the resistance, if you will, um, you know, someone who people can rally behind, um, you know, someone more than just a starfighter pilot, uh, you know, starfighter captain, someone who can take command of fleets and, you know, represent the resistance, um, in a major way. Uh, but, but we do see him piloting a starfighter. Um, you know, the, that, uh, 
that X-Wing that, you know, has the, the added booster to it is his. Right. Um, and, and we, there is, I think it's in a TV spot, uh, the shot where he, you know, runs up to Leia and says, you know, permission to, you know, get a starfighter and start shooting bad guys or whatever it yeah, is. And says, she says, permission permi- granted. Permission to hop in an X-Wing and, and blow something up. Oh, that's it. <laughs> yes. Permission to hop in an X-Wing and blow something up. Permission granted. You know, we, we do know that that's the case. Uh, that happens. Um, but there's also in the, the uh, sizzle reel. Um, the shot of him, you know, running on crate and diving into one of the trenches there on crate during the the filming. You know, they had that behind the scenes shot. So uh, he's going to get a lot of action, I think. Yeah, uh, more action than we are being let in on. Um, and I think he's going to be another surprise character. You know, from the, he kind of snuck up on everybody during the Force Awakens, and I think people have forgotten about that. And he's going to steal everyone's hearts again in the Last Jedi. Yeah. For sure. Um, you know, I'm thinking, uh, you know, his that line to lay, you know, permission to hop in an X-Wing and blow something up. Again, I think that's that's the opening battle over um, Dakar. And yeah. right, like that shot of him leaning out the window. Again, I think it's a bit of a surprise attack. They're not quite ready for it. Um, so he goes out there and, and causes some level of damage before they have to retreat. Right. Um, but yeah, but you're right. Like we see him in his like jacket sliding in the dirt of of crate, um, which is interesting because you would think Poe would be up in the skies, um, right? Although I guess well he could he could be piloting one of the uh, like the speeders that um, Finn's in, and maybe his gets right. destroyed or something. We don't know. Again, we don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that was that's such a cool shot of him slot, power sliding into a trench. <laughs> um, it's great. Yes. And then Finn is another one who I think a lot of the second act of this film is really going to hinge on what he's doing. But we haven't seen a whole lot of it, you know, um, because he's got this mission to Canto Bight. And obviously he's in disguise in this first officer or first order officer uniform. And I think there's going to be a huge, you know, plot point of this movie that hinges on his mission. And we haven't really seen anything about it. Like part of that has to do, you know, as you speculated earlier, uh, to do with DJ, whoever this DJ character is, um, and they're trying to keep his involvement under wraps as much as possible. So um, that could be part of it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so before we move on, before I forget, Jason, I just want to remind folks. Again, one more time of our sponsor for the episode, which is our good friends Tops and the journey to Star Wars The Last Jedi, which the this card set has been available since September 1st. And you can purchase all of that card set if you want over on Tops.com. There are 110 base storyline ca- story cards that take you on a journey across the entire Star Wars saga. And they give you, of course, a sneak peek at The Last Jedi, which we're about to get a full peek at in just a few days. Um, and yes, the cards- and they will have, uh, they'll have a new set coming soon all about the, first, uh, the Last Jedi, I should say. Exactly. So don't forget to grab some of your, your Tops cards over at Tops.com. 
And of course, uh, we'll remind you at the end of the episode, you winners of these free packs of cards over on iTunes who still haven't emailed us your contact, but we'll remind you again to send us your contact so we can send you some free cards. Yes, because if if you don't if you don't email, um, then I'm going to just have to convince Carl to mail them to me, uh, <laughs> and and I'm not supposed to have them, but I don't particularly care. <laughs> so anyway, um, shall we move on? I believe we shall. Before I get myself in trouble. Um. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I really want to talk about something with Ray that I was thinking about a lot today before I forget. Um, and again, just speculating here about you know who's, who Ray might be and who her parent and lineage might be. Again, and we've, you know, Jason, you and I have talked about this quite a bit in the the past few months, but we're both increasingly convinced she's not a Skywalker. Right. Um, I still would prefer her to be. um, I know there's a lot of people out there that don't. Like, there are a lot of people who prefer that she be a nobody. Um, Yeah. And, you know, that's fine. That's your prerogative. Um, I I, I don't care if that's, that's your, you know, your line of thinking. Um, The only reason I want her to be a Skywalker is I just think it further... Um, moves forward the idea that this is a Skywalker saga, um, and I, again, there are there are voices out there who are saying like I'm I'm over the Skywalkers. I want the story to be something else. Um, I think that's a little disingenuous to the to the the saga films because the saga films have always been the Skywalker story. If you're sick of that, well, watch the anthology films then because. <laughs> They're not about the Skywalkers, um, but to me, I would if if you had asked me to give a you know a subtitle to Star Wars in general, like the films up until now, besides Rogue One, I would call it Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. Like that's what I would call those films. That's very much what they are, and I think that's great because all mythologies, in a way, kind of follow some sort of family story or lineage. Like that's how great mythologies have been written. So again, I say all that to say, like, if you think, oh, let's just move past the Skywalkers and dismiss it, I, I think you're you're totally discrediting um, what Star Wars is all about um, in some way. But what I was thinking, um, what I, which I think would be really cool, and what I can definitely get on board for, um, with the fact that Ray isn't a Skywalker, is it made me think of this story in the Old Testament and. The story when the people of Israel are like begging God. This is in like, I think it's in the first book of Samuel um, where this all goes down. And the people are begging God for a king because, oh, everybody else has a king. We want to be like everybody else. So God finally says, fine, like I'll appoint a king for you. But just heads up, a lot of kings become really crappy leaders and power obsessed. Um, The people are like, no, we want one. So he picks Saul. Saul is the first king of Israel. And mm-hmm. Saul sucks <laughs> as a king, right? He's just he's jealous and violent and he's just not a good dude, right? So the people cry out for a new king, and that's when we get, you know, the great King David. And then God promises to build a strong lineage through the line of David, but completely disowns Saul in a way. And again, I, I bring this up not to make this a religious lesson, but more of just the fact that it is it's a it's a great mythological story. Um, whether or not you believe, you know, the Saul David stuff is all factual or not. It doesn't matter. It's a great story about how what we thought was going to go one way ends up going a different way. And it just made me think that 
maybe the will of the forces, the force is saying, you know what? These Skywalkers really don't seem to get it. They just keep messing up. <laughs> so you know what? We're going to raise up a new line um, to make recompense for the Skywalker mistakes. And I just thought that was really like, I don't know, like as I was thinking about that, I was like, that could be really cool. Um, the fact that Ray is a nobody um, and you know, whoever, wherever she comes from, she's just this new nobody that the force is using to clean up the mess of the Skywalkers. And because she's obviously entrenched now in a way with Luke and her, again, we've talked about how her fate is very tied to Kylo's like her, she could be like the purification, the Skywalker line needs, if that makes sense. Uh, it does make sense. Um, but um, the way I, I look at it and it, it, it's a good, it's a good way to look at it. I think it's a very fascinating way to, to look at this whole uh, thing and, and you know what the impetus for Ray coming in if she's not a Skywalker um, and, and what that means to the Skywalkers as a whole. And you're right. The Skywalkers haven't exactly uh, been stellar candidates for, you know, force user of the year. Um, <laughs> that may be very few occasions. Um, but uh, I think I, I don't think the force is what's the, how, how do I put this? I don't think the force is necessarily attached to the Skywalkers in particular, um, the way we are. And so I think the fact that Ray comes in may not have anything to do with the force trying to balance out what's gone wrong in the Skywalker line, because let's be honest, um, Anakin and Kylo have been major issues when it comes to, uh, you know, beings in that, you know, people in that family doing terrible, terrible things, um, using the force. Uh, but I, I think, you know, the force is going, you know, it, it is big enough and wide enough that it, it's, you know, just finding someone open and receptive to its influences. And, and Ray is that next person. And while the Skywalkers had a good run, um, they're not the center of this at all. And then it, they're going to have to, you know, come to grips with that fact, you know, and, and, and I think, while this is still the Skywalker saga, you know, to, to the point that, you know, even Kathleen Kennedy says it is, and that's something that, you know, the, these numbered films have claimed to be, um, I think that's going to be really carried through Kylo, and I think his story is really only just beginning. And so we're going to, this to really find out. Sorry. It's just the beginning. <laughs> uh, and we're, we're going to start really discovering what, what that journey as a Skywalker means with Kylo here in the last Jedi. Mm -hmm. uh, and Ray happens to just be this other force user that, the you know, is connected to this whole story um, that gets wrapped up in it. And it has uh, an, an influence and an impact on it, much the way someone like an Obi-Wan or a Yoda would have not, not in the sense that she's a mentor, but in the sense that she's someone not connected to the family uh, directly uh, that has a huge impact on their story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Kylo? 
what do you what kind of what kind of journey do you think he's going to go on? His journey is going to go up and down and all around, and he has no idea what it's supposed to be. He doesn't. He has an idea of what he thinks he's supposed to look like. He thinks he's supposed to look like Granddaddy, and and that's not. And he's finding out that that's a lot harder, and that the idea of Grandpa in his mind is not really what he wants to be doing. Um, even though he's been idolizing it and trying to pursue that. Um, and I think it's really going to, you know, hit him hard that, you know, this is, this is not, not what I thought it was. Um, and he's going to be struggling with the, um, the punishments under Snoke, I think, and the reemergence of Luke Skywalker into the galaxy. And I think he's, you know, as he said in the the Force Awakens, he's being torn apart, and I think he's really going to be stretched even more. You know, unfortunately for him and and his character arc, I think mentally, emotionally, uh, through the Force, he is going to be pulled hard. And the question is, will he break before he picks a side? Mm. You know, and and I think that's the big question the you know my big speculation is 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 will he break will he just leave you know will he say screw this and leave snoke and set off on his own and you know whatever ideology he has whether or not he thinks he needs to take off you know after the resistance um or his mother or find ray or whatever and he just takes off and does that on his own um or whether he sticks with the dogma of either the, you know, the dogma in a sense of, of the first order or abandons it uh, for the resistance. I mean, I, I still think there is a re- uh, redemption story for Kylo. Um, and we're going to be working farther along with that um, in this movie. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, what do you think? You know, I, again, I'm not 100% sure, but I think I, – I, I like the way you put it though, like that he is going to be very confused. His journey is not going to be clear to him and he's going to struggle with that a lot throughout the film. And I think you know the, the specialness that Snoke provided for him, which was something severely lacking in his eyes from his parents, right? Like that's part of what – causes him to be enticed by Snoke as he's not feeling seen by either Han or Leia. You know, she's too busy running a government and Han's too busy running around trying to stay sane. Um, and I think that for Kylo, right, what it entices him into the grip of the dark side is just that, that's, you know, that desire to be seen and, and recognized as special. And I think what Ray is going to represent and why he's going to hate her even more vehemently is because I think Snoke sees more potential in her and that specialness that Kylo believed was just for him is going to be refocused on Ray. And I think that's going to make him start to resent Snoke and then Snoke constantly putting them to these tests um, is going to just piss him off. And I think like you said, just kind of say like, I'm done with Snoke and figure something else out and i think that's going to be again draw that's going to converge his story even more so with rays because she's going to be feeling rejected by luke 
Luke's not going to provide what she really needs. But here's this other character who's also has this innate force ability who's strong and is trying to figure things out. And I think that's going to lead them to one another. And obviously there is that pretty huge reveal in one of the most recent TV spots, which I'm reluctant to even say, because I know a lot of folks have stopped it. I have not seen it. So, and I know, I I know a lot of people have hit pause. So I don't even want to say what it is, but all I'll say is it, it further solidifies the fact that they are going to be in some way converging in their stories. Um, which that's not a spoiler. We all know that. Um, but there was a huge kind of like, holy crap, I can't believe they put that in a TV spot type thing, (laughs) you know, just because (laughs) we've gotten so little so far. Yeah. Um, No, I, I, the, the convergence of, of Kylo and Ray is an inevitability. There's, there's not, um, it's not something that is, you know, huh, I wonder if this is happening, going to happen. No, this is inevitable. Um, it's just going to be a matter of how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, and where each of them are at when it does happen um, in their their journey. So, yeah. And that's going to have huge ramifications for the story moving forward, you know, when these two meet up. Right. Right. Um, what else was we going to say? So – what else, Jason? What else do we want to talk about here? Because um, we can. Well, I guess. I guess we could talk about Luke and Leia really quick. Although we talked about them in in our mini episode on Patreon. So if you want more on that, just just subscribe to our Patreon for a buck. <laughs> you can get access to that. Right. Um, and I know that's a little bit of a jerk thing to say because it's like, well, you shouldn't have to pay. But um, I don't want to just keep reiterating ourselves. <laughs> so right. Right. Um, I, I think Luke and Leia, um, I'll say something a little bit different. Um, I think Luke and Leia are going to be pivotal, but not, um, necessarily key in this movie. They're going to be pivotal. Uh, things are going to happen around them. I think, well, Luke is going to be a bit more key because he's training Ray, but it's what Ray does with that training. That's going to really shape the film. Um, and Leia is going to be pivotal in the fact that she's still the, uh, de facto leader of the resistance. Um, and she's going to be sheltering them through this storm of, you know, the, the first order striking back, so to speak. Um, but they're not like the, the key plot points are really going to be surrounding Ray, Kylo, Finn, maybe Poe, um, it's not going to be driven by Leia or Luke. Um, I think so. I, I think that's something to brace ourselves for. Um, while they will be, you know, definitely quite involved with the film, quite involved with the plots, it's not going to be up to them for things to happen. Uh, you know, they're going to be the ones helping to facilitate it for the new characters. Um, and I think that's something that is a healthy way to go into this movie. Uh, just being aware of. Yeah. You know, I think as far as like what their journeys might be in the film, I think Leia's will be consistent with who Leia's always been. She's going to be the general and she's going to be the, the rock that keeps the resistance moving forward. 
Yeah. Um, and I just think with Luke, I think he'll have the most change because I think he'll be back. He'll come back into the picture here and start to contribute to the story by the end of it. Contribute to the story in the sense of like the, the grander scheme of the you know resistance versus the first order. Um, that's what I think with him. I, I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but I'm pretty sure he's not going to just stay on Octu for the whole movie. And that'll be no. right. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. He's not going to be staying on there the whole time. And and Luke, Luke, you're right. Luke is going to have a bigger story arc in this character than Leia because of the simply because of the fact that he, you know, isolated himself and banished himself in a sense to Octu. So um, Leia is is going to be the steadfast rock that holds everyone together and, and is the one everyone leans on. As she usually is. Um, and so, you know, we, we need that sort of foundation, especially I think Luke is going to need it should he come back and get involved with the resistance. Um, and and I think that's a, a big thing that he will lean heavily on when and if he rejoins the resistance. So, um, but he's going to have definitely more of a character arc than she is because uh let's let's be honest he's he's uh kind of shut himself off um and there's a lot of trauma there and that's a big question that you know was left over from the force awakens that we need answered right we need answers as to why he's on octo why he sort of just left everything we have an, a sensing of it we have an idea of what it is but we need the answer and we need it from Luke himself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There. Uh, yeah. Cause, and that's the good thing, right? Any star Wars movie is going to present us with questions that we want answered. That's a good star Wars move. Uh, star Wars movie. Um, and right. That's, I think that's the biggest glaring question force awakened presents us with that is going to need a response in this film is why is Luke on Octu? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we get a sense of like, well, he leaves because he felt guilty. So that's why he left. And people think he's looking for the first Jedi temple. Well, why? Why is he looking for the first Jedi temple? I mean, again, like I've I've speculated for, for months now, I think he's he's looking for some answers where to go next. Right. He's looking for the kind of just like this pure sense of the force to just, you know, get under beneath but get beneath all the idea of Jedi code and Jedi conduct. But just simply what is the force? asking of me um and i think luke is reluctant to whatever the force might be telling him on octu until ray shows up um and really shakes him back into the into into the story um but right yeah like that that really needs to be understood is why did he just leave why does he abandon kylo to that fate why does he abandon han and leia his two best friends to dealing with that fate um, yeah i think that's almost one of the bigger questions is is why does because that says a lot about you know what what does he say to Han and Leia when he leaves, if anything? Right, you know, does he say anything? Does he right. just or does he just up and leave? You know, we we don't know. And if he just up and leaves, then that's not cool. <laughs> right. So, no. um, and then obviously, I think a big question: uh, who's who's raised parents? Right, like yeah, I mean, we can't I, ignore I, that. We. I, is that minor question that people have been sort of speculating on and off about since The Force Awakens? You know, it wasn't such a huge deal back then, but it's gained a little bit of traction now. Um. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Oh, the sarcasm is strong with that statement. Um, <laughs> I think, anyway, <laughs> I think um, I, it's pretty clear that her parent, or at least her father, is Boss Nass. Of course it is. Yeah. I mean, that was obvious from the beginning. I mean, oh no, you know what? I think I think I know who her parents are. To be completely honest, I think it's Foden Bead. <laughs> People are just, you know, there's somebody out there grimacing in the mental picture that that is causing in their head. I'm sorry about that. Um, not really, because that was funny. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah. You know, well, it, the, the, well, her parentage, where does she come from? You know, why is she out on Jakku by herself being looked after by Unkar Plutt of all people? Who, I mean, number one, who would, you know, let their child be watched by Simon Pegg to begin with? That's just rude. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I'm sure Simon Pegg is a wonderful human being. But um, <laughs> he's, he makes a terrible alien because, you know, one quarter portion. I mean, who who lets people live off that amount? Um, but seriously, uh, who is she? Where did she come from? Why is she out on Jakku by herself? Why does she keep thinking that she has to wait there for her family to come back? Because it, what what kept her there? You know, there's so much about her that is a mystery still. And and we don't know a darn thing about her. Right. Really? Right. Yeah. And, and that's a huge question. Yeah. So I think you're right. And I think, you know, one of the other big questions that I think is kind of obvious to me is that people want answering is who's Snoke? And well, Snoke is a, he's a guy named Snoke. Um, and he is just the latest in a long line of egomaniacal maniacs who decided to try and take over the galaxy. Um, and he saw the, you know, the first order as a, you know, place to do that. So there you go. Um, he is not, and I repeat, not Darth Plagueis the Wise. Um, <laughs> Definitely not. And I will, <laughs> I will stake my entire Star Wars reputation on that statement. Yeah, I, he's definitely not Plagueis. <laughs> anyway, um, are there any other questions that you think Force Awakens raised that, that we need the answer to? Yeah, who are the Knights of Ren? Um, oh, that's a good one. They're never right, except for, like, you know, we're told that he's the master of the Knights of Ren by Snoke. Um, mm-hmm. we, you know, right in that big flashback scene that Ray has, presumably that's Kylo with the Knights of Ren. We don't even know. We're just presuming. Right. Um, so yeah, who the heck are the Knights of Ren and what, what role, if any, did they play in the destruction of Luke's temple? Um, cause yeah. again, we, we, again, the, 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 the consensus of, of opinion about that, you know, the force back in force awakens is that that's Ray seeing some vision of Luke's Academy being decimated. Um, but if you look at it now compared to the, what looks to be the new flashback scene for last Jedi of Luke falling on his knees, um, it's a very different setting, although it could just be a, excuse me, a different angle. We don't know, but who are the Knights of Ren? Did Kylo start them? Did Snoke start them? You know, um, I, yeah, I want to know more about them. What's that all about? That is a good question. It is, you know, I, I like that. I like that a lot. No, that's a very good question because they're, you know, 
if Kylo is master of the Knights of Ren, there has to be more of them. And if there are more of them, where are they? What are they doing? Did he kill them all to become the master? You know, what what's the steal? What's the story? What's the deal? Um, and if he didn't kill them all, are they you know aligned with the First Order as well, or did he sort of you know strike out on his own to become Snoke's lapdog in a sense? You know. Um, there's so much, you know, uh, that we need to know about them because all we know is that they're a force wheeling group, maybe. Um, and Kylo is the master of them, and that's where he gets his his title. His name is, you know, as Kylo Ren. Uh, that's due definitely in part to the Knights of Ren. So, and what does that mean? Is that a is it a title like Darth? Uh, Darth Vader, or is that just, you know, like you get renamed when you go into certain uh, groups or organizations and that's his new name? Yeah. So I really want to know more about that. And I think it's also important that we get some sense of what is the first order? Where did it come from? Um, yeah. You know, what is the, why is there a resistance? Cause again, a lot of that has been explored in some of the expanded, you know, uh, canon now, right. With between books and, and, and comics. But you, again, you can't suspect that the average moviegoer knows that or, right. you know, is taking that information in, right. All of that expanded stuff is always for the more, dedicated fans if yes. you're going to make a movie though and market it always still to a general public you you do need to address some of those things um so i would like to learn a little bit more about the political climate um you know what what caused the first order and again i feel like we do know quite a bit they've done a really good job between the aftermath trilogy and some of the comics of, of really explaining kind of where it's coming from but i'd like more of that on screen and and how how did Snoke become the leader? You know, what what does the First Order think of Snoke? Um, you know, why are they so loyal to him? And what, you know, things like that. Um, go ahead. Yeah, no, I I agree. You know, the the First Order is a is a bit of a mystery in a sense. You know, they're they're um, on on a large scale as to exactly how they came about. Obviously the the idea is that they sprung out of the ashes of the Galactic Empire. Um and that they're you know, some of the leadership are Imperial sympathizers at the very least, or maybe even people that were involved with the Empire uh directly. So the big question with them is is how does that translate? How does that move from the empire that was largely uh, routed and and destroyed in a sense um, shortly after Endor, um, and how does that then fester and metastasize into the First Order? Right. Yeah. So. Um. Jason, one other thing I really want to talk about. Uh, and, and before we start to kind of close this down, and it's something we have not discussed once so far, which is crazy. John Williams. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. We are going to be getting in just three days a new John Williams Star Wars soundtrack. 
I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't quite catch that. Can you repeat that statement, Carl? I, I sure can, Jason. In approximately three days, we will be getting a new John Williams Star Wars soundtrack. That is music to my ears. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Yeah, no, th- this is this is exciting. I, I mean, oh my gosh, a brand new John Williams score. I love what Michael Giacchino did with Rogue One, but there's just something magical when John Williams writes a Star Wars score. Um, and and I cannot wait to hear what he does. Um, and we know he's been very motivated to, you know, continue writing for Daisy Ridley. He sure. finds her enchanting. Yes. Uh, so you can imagine there's going to be new variations on Ray's theme and new takes on it. So I'm curious to see how that all plays out. I'm really hoping we get a Kylo Ren suite um, of sorts, you know, something that, that uh, expands on his theme that we got in um, the force awakens because it was a great motif and i liked it uh but i wanted more of it so i want that um but i also want to see what new stuff he comes up with because the man is a genius he is a certifiable genius um and more john williams score uh means more money i will spend in order to get that in my wallet in my you know in my pocket you know on my ipod um i i need the score uh, and and that will be a thing that I will purchase immediately upon its release, um, because I already know I will like it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Me too. And I'm with you. Like, I really want to see what he's going to continue to do with Ray's theme. Um, I don't think it's going to dramatically change because it's a great theme. But just seeing what kind of you know derivatives he makes of it, or what different tonalities he uses, right? Because Luke's theme is consistent throughout the original trilogy, but it sounds different every time you hear it in a way, right? Like it, it takes on the mood of the scene. So I'm excited to see what he does to play around with Ray's, but I'm with you. I really think the theme that needs to be developed most is Kylo's. Um, and that, that even happened with, uh, with Vader, right? Like the, the Vader theme for a new hope, it it never appears again outside of a new hope. Well, except rogue one, um, you know, but the theme, you know, the Imperial March that he created for empire became Vader's iconic theme. And I love that little, you know, the Kylo theme is great in um, Force Awakens. Um, actually, I'm going to play it really quick because it's really good. And again, it's, it's, you always have to fish it out, though, from the soundtrack because it doesn't even have its own track. So I would love, like you said, kind of like a Kylo Ren um, suite in this soundtrack. Yes. All right, here we go. Um, so, like, haunting. such a great theme you know i just i can't wait to see what else he does with it um in this particular film yeah and of course some of my favorite stuff that john williams always does and and this is just you know befitting of my my personality and my tastes in star wars is um i love his marches and i love 
the the action set pieces, the the musical set pieces that he puts to the 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 battles and and that sort of thing. So I can I cannot wait to see what he concocts for the Last Jedi um, in this regard. Um, and I know you prefer the slower stuff. Oh yeah. So it's something <laughs> I really do. <laughs> Uh, is there something in particular that you're you're looking forward to seeing him him maybe whip out some sort of you know yeah. uh, theme yeah. or not not necessarily theme but like type? Yep, definitely. Um, a couple of things actually. The first one is uh, a, a relook at the Luke Leia theme. Right. Oh, again, yes, I'm really yes, hoping yes. hoping for some sort of reunion. I love what he did with the Han and Leia theme. Again, it's the same theme, but just the maturity he brings to it. Right. Like uh, the fact that it's like sounds a little more aged for Force Awakens was so great. Um, and uh, well, here, why don't we, uh, we give it a quick listen? There. Oh, that's Leia's theme. Then it goes into it. I think right here. Oh, real quick, I want to make a uh, – because there's not enough Star Wars oxygen anymore, and by not enough, I mean none, which sucks because I miss David Collins. Um, but something I was thinking about with this theme, right, it's it's Leia's theme initially because right. it's her big reveal. It doesn't go into the Han Leia theme until – do you know when? Do you know when it switches to Kylo? Or Shoot, I kind of just gave it away. Do you know when <laughs> it changes to the Han and Leia theme? I'm going to, I guess, based on your flub, uh, <laughs> that it's when uh, Han says, I saw him. Yep. I saw our son. Exactly. So you have Leia's theme kind of playing out there for a few seconds. And she's looking at him. He says, I saw him. Leia, I saw our son. Um, and that's when it changes into um, right here, the Han and Leia theme. Oh, actually, oh, man, I'm wrong. Because it's when he says that it immediately goes into the, like, March of the Resistance derivative. It's oh, shortly before that. It's when so they're looking at each other, and she says, um, "He says you changed your hair, same jacket, you know, no different <laughs> oh. jacket." But it's it's about them at this point, right? And here it is. So, yeah, I just love how beautiful that is. What's that? Sorry. It takes its time a little bit more. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah. So I, I really want to see something like that with the Luke Leia theme. Um, another thing I would love that I'm really looking forward to is what kind of music we get for the Octu stuff. Like what kind of music is going to infuse um, those spiritual elements of the Octu trainings? Um, because, again, I love Yoda's theme. I love every piece of music that's being played during the Dagobah stuff in Empire Strikes Back. So I want to see what he does with that there. I think I, and this is purely, you know, based off of, of, you know, some of the stuff for Ray's theme and, and kind of what he does with this, this sort of thing. I think we're going to get, um, you know, those bells back, you know, the, there was the, the bells sort of at the beginning of, of Ray's theme, uh, before it really, you know, picks up and swings into the the main thing, that sort of um, intro part of her theme. There's those bells that are playing. I think we're going to get something with those in a more mystical sort of way, um, mixed in with the Force theme. Just an, a theory, an idea yeah. of what we might hear. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, the only other thing I'm kind of excited to hear potentially is some sort. And again, this is just speculating, but I could see some sort of relationship developing between Finn and um, Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like to just see what kind of potential romance theme he might come up for those two characters. Yeah. Yeah, that could be interesting. And one other thing that I I just want to hear again because I'm a sucker for it and and it's my favorite track on the Oh, uh, so I can soundtrack is March of the Resistance. Yeah. I want I want that to be played um you know, whenever the Millennium Falcon comes sweeping into the rescue on crates, you know. Um or whatever. I I I'm I'm making up a spot. Uh but I want I want the March of the Resistance to be played in this movie uh because I love that march so much. So <laughs> I, that's a purely self. There's a purely selfish reason for that, but I, I want that that theme. I, you know, I really think we'll we'll definitely hear the March of the Resistance in some capacity again. Um, I hope so. Because again, the first time we even hear March of the Resistance in Force Awakens is actually when that spy droid radios the Resistance headquarters. Yeah, you get it like as a whisper, almost like. Do, 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 right? It's just like a quick hint of it. That's the first time you hear it in the film before yeah. it, like in all of its glory when it's the resistance, you know, and then boom, there it is. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> oh, this. Sir, <laughs> Oh, this is so good. Jason, how does he do it, right? Like, this man has been writing movie scores for 60-odd years and yet could come up with something so original and, like, compelling as all get out year after year. Like, it's just incredible. I don't know. It's, I mean, like I said, he's a certifiable genius. That's the only explanation I can come up with. Uh, because, you know, how, exactly, he's been doing this for so long. How do you not just, you know, obviously there are themes and elements that get repeated, but how do you not just like start, you know, flat out stealing from previous scores in order to write new ones? I, know you know? I, I don't understand it because I'm not a musician like he is. And a genius like he is, so and I, I know I'm using that word very liberally, but I mean it. Um, but I, I don't know. It it it's not doesn't seem human in a sense, but I love it. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> um, but we haven't gotten any hints. We haven't gotten any sneak peeks at what the score is supposed to be for this movie. And I think that's going to be interesting. And I think that's interesting that, you know, usually we get sort of a, an idea of what it might be. They'll, they'll play us a couple of clips um, and some special as to, you know, new music from the movie. But as far as I know, unless I missed it, we haven't gotten anything for the last Jedi. Yeah, nothing, nothing at all. Um, I miss I miss that era of the prequels though when we got the soundtrack a few weeks ahead of time I I miss that. <laughs> um, well. I mean it's fine. Hey, I'm just really excited we're gonna have it in a couple days. Right. Ugh, I cannot gonna, wait. I, it's gonna be great. Yes. Um, but uh, Jason, there's just one last thing I wanted to bring up. 
and then okay, we can just wait and see in a couple of days how all this pans out. <laughs> but the you know again, I really think that there's going to be some strong rhyming beats in in this movie to both Empire and Attack of the Clones, more specifically Empire. Um, and I really think we're going to get some sort of big reveal in this movie. Um, and I think it's going to be something bigger than Ray's parents because no matter who's Ray's parents are, whether she is a Skywalker or not, um, while that will be like a, a big revelation, I don't think it's going to be a groundbreaking revelation because we kind of all know it's coming. Right. Um, again, what, wherever it lands will be a surprise. Um, but we know it's coming, right? We had no clue. I mean, we, we weren't alive, but you know, in the eighties, no one had a clue that reveal was coming that Vader is, you know, Luke's father. No, um, because cause we thought we, we thought we knew Luke's father, you know, he, he was, you know, a, a friend of Obi-Wan's who was killed by this apprentice of Obi-Wan's. Um, and we thought we knew. And then all of a sudden it turns out, well, Obi-Wan may not have been telling the whole truth. And the apprentice of Obi-Wan's that killed his father was actually his father. And he turned to the dark side. Right. Oh, that was, it came out of nowhere. And we thought we knew, you know, what we needed to know for Luke's parentage, you know, Luke's father. Um, and we didn't even think, I I mean, I, we, I'm using that again. Um, (laughs) uh, Star Wars fans didn't even, I don't really think knew that they needed that answer. Did they even need to be asking that question? Right. But here we are. We, that's the only question we've been asking. You know, not, not the only question, but the biggest question we've been asking since The Force Awakens, who are Ray's parents. And so we're going to get something to that answer. But you're right. It's not going to be a big reveal. Yeah, I don't think so either. So that being said, what do you think could potentially be the big reveal of the movie? Well, uh, Finn and Phasma will be fighting. Uh, she'll knock him over, take off her helmet, and say, "No, Finn, I am your father." Um, <laughs> and, and Finn will be like, "What? No, no, that can't be true. No, no, no." Um, anyway, I'm no <laughs> hell no. No, he'll say hell no. That's what'll yeah. be. Um, hell no. Hell no. That can't be true. And she'll be like. You're right. I'm lying. And then, you know, stab him through the gut in order to capture him. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> no, I, uh, I honestly have no idea. I have no flir- flipping clue what this could be. Maybe, I mean, this sort of hit me, and I don't think it's likely at all, but maybe there will be a reveal that um, the Knights of Ren are are Luke's former students or perhaps uh, the Jedi order isn't as dead as we thought. And they've just been in hiding again and they come to the aid of Luke when he reemerges. Uh, I don't know. Maybe perhaps that's a reveal, but I, I don't know what the big, you know, I am your father type of moment could be. I don't even know if we're going to get that other than maybe some interesting twists and turns in the story. What do you have an idea? Um, my guess is that it'll be something regarding the force, like the nature of the force. Okay. Um, just something very unique that we just haven't just ever thought about before. Um, that'll be my guess. Although I think it needs to be something maybe more personal than that. 
than something abstract like, oh, the f- nature of the force. But I don't know. But but that's just my initial guess because of how much I think force exploration we're going to get in this film, which obviously has me very excited. Um, right. But that would be my initial guess is that something about the nature of the force. Um, but beyond that, I don't know. I, I I feel like it has to be something about Kylo or Rey, though. Um, yeah. Because they're the, they're the central characters. They're the ones driving the plot. Um, so it has to be them. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's again, my guess. Right. I, do you think Maz will have anything to do about it? You know, it's good. I, I, again, I've heard her part is really small, which sucks. Cause I'd love to see more of her. Um, but yeah, I don't know. She could, she could reveal something. I mean, she could finally, although I don't think it'd be the big reveal, but maybe she'll finally unpack, you know, you know, a, a, a good story for another time, you know, right. <laughs> or a good question for another time regarding the lightsaber. But, um, Perhaps it'll be a revelation that the crystal was is so much older and connected to the the first Jedi, the crystal and the lightsaber. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know, Jason. But I just do know that I'm really excited to see this in just a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, I am. Oh my gosh. Um, honestly, I'm so excited. Like this movie has me like on the edge of my seat, bouncing up and down in excitement. I it, literally, I cannot wait. Yeah. But I, you know, <laughs> well, we have no choice. <laughs> so we wait, we wait. Um, but that's it for me. You know, I mean, there's, there's certainly a lot of other things we could speculate about, but at this point I'm just, I'm, I'm content to shut up at this point, wait two more days and see this thing. Yeah. Yeah, I am too. I, I, I think at this point, any more speculation is just self-indulgent. And while that would be fun, um, it doesn't move the conversation forward because in, we're going to have you know all of the answers that we desire and, and many more questions in just a matter of, <laughs> of a few days. And I cannot wait to see what those answers are and what other questions I'm going to have coming out of this movie. Um, Oh my gosh. And then of course, you know, reminding everybody we'll have a, a quick reaction episode, initial reactions episode later on this week, you know, sort of a first impressions. And then next week, our regularly scheduled episode will come out where we, you know, we'll have seen the movie a few more times we'll have more of a chance to digest and think about what we've seen and really start picking apart uh, the aspects of this film. And we'll do a more thorough review of it then. Uh, But then after that, we want you to weigh in on your thoughts um, of the last Jedi. So please, if you want to be included in our Larian uh, themed episode where we give all of your thoughts and discuss your opinions of the movie. Uh, send us an email, uh, either you know with uh, your thoughts, or if you want to send an MP3, uh, if you're recording yourself uh, talking about your thoughts of the Last Jedi, please do that as well. Uh, we want to try and keep it all email um, based. That way, we don't put any spoilers on the Facebook page, especially within the first. You know, weekend or so of the movie being out, uh, we we don't want to spoil it for anybody um, who may not have the chance to see it right away. So if you do see it, um, let's try and keep 
you know, spoilery thoughts off the Facebook page and the Twitter account for, you know, at least the first week or so of the movie being out. And then we can start, you know, talking about it as we go from there. Um, but Carl, anything else to add to that? If people want to weigh in or, you know, anything, where can they do that? Uh, well, you know, like you said, uh, we do ask that you, for at least the first few days the movie's out, keep spoilers to a literal minimum, like none, <laughs> um, on, on right. our social media. Just because, uh, again, we want to be respectful. Of, there are some folks, like I know a buddy of mine, Kyle, who lives in New Hampshire there. We were just playing Battlefront the other night, and he's not going to be able to see the movie till late Friday night because of his work schedule. And um, I know even like Riley, you know, from Star Wars Report, he's waiting and going Friday because that's the soonest Bethany can go. And they're that are other group of friends is they're you know, they're a lot. They have a lot of friends who like are in the military group with them and they all can't go until Friday night. So, you know, he's like, I'm just going to boycott the Internet for Thursday and go Friday night. So, right. There are obviously folks that are not going to be able to see this right away. So we want to respect that. Um, and, you know, that being said, like when you and I do record later this week with our initial thoughts, like we will share spoilers. So if you had if you haven't seen it by at that point, don't listen and we'll warn you of that next time. Um, but in, you know, about two weeks after the film's premiere. So like Jason said, we're going to do, um, well, I'm not, I don't need to repeat Jason. He just said, he said what we're going to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, like we definitely want your input for, for a couple of weeks out. And at that point, feel free to spoil away because two weeks out, if people haven't seen it by that point, well, that's on them. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like at, at the, at the start, please just, you know, be respectful that not everyone's going to be able to see it right away. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm and super because of all excited that, because of all that. We're not going to have a matchup or right. a poll here for the next little while. So yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. We will be bringing the. I can't wait to bring some matchups back after we get to see Kylo and Ray more in action and stuff like that. That's going to be fun. Um, Phasma in action. Phasma in action. Yeah, in action. Right. So we will be obviously bringing back that segment um, in a couple of weeks after the initial Last Jedi coverage is is winding down. Um, but yeah, like Jason said, if you want to start getting involved now or, or, you know, um, certainly do that, um, over on our social media, facebook.com slash podcast, follow us on Twitter at Wampuslayer, send us emails at podcast at gmail.com. And if you want access to those mini episodes we were talking about, head over to patreon.com slash podcast. just drop a buck down for us for the month and you'll get all those mini episodes. Yeah. Thank you, Carl, for all that. Anything else you got before we wrap this up? I just can't wait to talk to you in a few days about this movie. I know. Next time we record, we will have seen the movie, Carl. I know. I can't wait. All right. Well, while we go anxiously await the arrival of The Last Jedi with the rest of you, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wampa's Lair podcast. This has been episode number 260, The Last Jedi pre-show. For Carl, I'm Jason, and we will see you next time post The Last Jedi here 